Hey everyone, this is Joe Christian with the Rootworks Podcast, bringing you around the world in five. Okay, here we go. Oakland, California. Rob Bonta is pro-choice, as long as you make the right one, and no take-backs. Today, the Thomas More Society attorneys asked the California Superior Court to throw out the lawsuit filed by State Attorney General Rob Bonta. The lawsuit is an attempt to stop the gains of Heartbeat International and its abortion pill rescue network with regard to its abortion pill reversal procedure. Abortion pill reversal is a service offered to women who regret their decision and decide to reverse their in-progress chemical abortions. Women undergoing chemical abortions deserve the truth. Even after starting a chemical abortion, they may still be able to save their babies, says Thomas More Society Executive Vice President and Head of Litigation. California and its Attorney General Rob Bonta are illegally and unconstitutionally seeking to rip away choice from women in dire need by attacking pregnancy help ministries like Heartbeat and Real Options to shut down their promotion of the abortion pill reversal. Today's massive legal filings mark the most ambitious and broad-based counterattack by the pro-life movement against the efforts of state officials like Bonta who intend to prevent women from accessing this potentially life-saving treatment option. So much for the idea of pro-choice in California. It's not like they were ever really fooling anyone. London, England. George Orwell, eat your heart out. Stephen Green, a 72-year-old preacher from South Wales, was found guilty today of breaching a public space's protection order. Prosecuted by Ealing Council under Section 67 of the Antisocial Behavior Crime and Policing Act of 2014, the legislation prohibits, quote, any act of disapproval of abortion within the buffer zone of an abortion facility. Acts of prayer and reading of the Bible are included in the acts of disapproval that cannot be performed within the designated zone. What was Green's crime? Well, he held up a sign quoting Psalms 139.13, For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. District Judge Catherine Vergus had this to say when handing down Green's judgment. The extract of the psalm mentioning my mother's womb was an act of protest of abortion. There were less controversial verses you could have chosen to display. I can come to no other conclusion than that the verse was an act of disapproval of abortion services, an act prohibited by the PSPO. That's the Public Spaces Protection Order. The judge then imposed the equivalent of a $3,000 fine and a one-year conditional discharge on Green. Green's lawyer declared as a matter of principle his client would not be paying any fine, a stance which could ultimately land him in prison. Green was later quoted as saying, As a Christian, I should be able to preach freely all over the land. Psalms 139 is about how we all belong to God from conception. Buffer zones in this conviction is a direct attack on the Bible and free speech, which is being licensed by the state. I have no choice but to continue to defend myself and fight for justice. People are right to be concerned about the buffer zone legislation. To bar Christian witness and to control what people can say is deeply draconian and discriminatory against Christians. If it is now a criminal offense to hold a sign with a verse from Psalms 139 on it in a London street, then none of us are free. I've been ordered to pay costs. Frankly, I would rather go to prison than pay this to the state that has banned the Bible. Canada, the country that's so darn nice they're going to show you how much they care, even if it kills you. 
Deaths of Canadians by state-approved euthanasia have risen radically in most provinces across the expanse of our northern neighbor in 2023, with approximately 16,000 people dying last year alone, a nearly 25% increase from the previous year. But that's not the shocking part, no, it really isn't. The real killer, so to speak, is that according to the Euthanasia Prevention Coalition, 15% of those who died by euthanasia were not terminally ill. According to the watchdog group, most made deaths, that's medical assistance in dying, in Canada are, quote, done by a doctor or nurse injecting a person, usually upon request, with a lethal poison cocktail. Usually upon request. Assisted suicide, the EPC says, is much less common. Well, I don't know about you all, but I'm certainly relieved to find that last part out. Last week, after major pushback from pro-life, medical, and mental health groups, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau magnanimously delayed his planned expansion of state-assisted euthanasia, an expansion aimed at offering the option to those suffering solely from mental illness. Can we legitimately classify it as an option to ask a mentally ill person if they would like to live or die? Do they only ask once? I mean, is there a waiting period of some sort, or do they just show up with a needle? I'm out of time. This is Joe Christian with the RootWorks Podcast. You've gone around the world in five. Don't go to sleep. Watch, Watchmen, watch. We'll talk to you later.